Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of my podcast. I finally generated enough energy to pull out my phone and record a quick review episode for you guys. I'm currently just away on a little weekend getaway, so I've had time to be in nature, rejuvenate, breathe, so now I can, you know, have some energy for the rest of rest of the things. So today, I wanted to quickly review anaphylaxis or anaphylaxis reaction which is basically it's a dramatic acute atopic reaction to an allergen usually acute multi-organ system reaction um, most commonly involves the skin the respiratory system that is always our main concern if someone's an anaphylactic reaction is is their airway protected and then also um, the cardiovascular system is affected, gastrointestinal system is also affected, and it's basically like a rapid onset of progressive itchiness and respiratory distress because it is a severe reaction by your body to an, um, an allergen. So the more severe the reaction is, the sooner the signs and symptoms will make a show for themselves like the more the patient will be aware that something like troublesome is happening and they're gonna start feeling really like heightened and anxiety and the breathing will have issues and that's usually when they start seeking help um also severe uh anaphylactic reaction can initiate a vascular collapse which leads to systematic shock and death if untreated so we can have immunologic um, anaphylactic uh, reactions like it gets very complex when you get into like all the nitty gritties of all the things that in the body exacerbate the reaction and then there's also non-immunologic anaphylactic reaction so agents or events leading up to a sudden massive mass cell release and then that is when the body starts having issue when those events happen in the body all of a sudden so person gets it can be the first time or it can be if they get re-exposed to the antigen so the patient is exposed to an antigen the immune system reacts starts producing specific ig antibodies in the lymph nodes helper t cells enhance this process so the antibodies then bind to membrane receptors located on most mast cells in the body and basophils sorry just got a little bit of wine here so if you hear me burping carbonated drinks and alcohol make me burp so after the body um, re-encounters the antigen if it doesn't go full out the first time it gets exposed the ig antibodies that were first I guess you could say stored by the body. So the body basically get exposed to this antigen. The immune system, you could say, takes a picture to remember. And then once that same pathogen or allergen comes back, it responds like it just releases every soldier. And then it has like an overreactive response. So then it recognizes it as foreign. Then this activates the release of powerful chemical mediators this includes histamine, um, leukotrienes, prostaglandins, platelet aggravating factors, 
IgG or IgM enters into the reaction, activates the release of the complex factors, and then in the non-immunological form, the agent or event leads to complement activation, which in turn produces byproducts that then initiate the degradation of mast cells and basophils. In both of these reactions, the mediators are released, and then they lead to smooth muscle spasms in the respiratory system, in the gastrointestinal systems, and then they usually lead to vasodilation, increased vascular permeability, so fluids and other things can move more easily across membranes now, okay? And then the stimulation of sensory nerve endings. So causes basically are systematic exposure to um, sensitizing drugs, foods, insect venom, or other antigens. Cause can also be um, idiopathic, and then it could also include exposure to cold radiographic contrast media. So like when someone goes for a CT or an MRI, we always ask, have you ever had a reaction to contrast? Because that could be an allergen that causes anaphylactic reaction. I mean, really anything in the hospital environment is like they literally always list at the end risk for sensitivity or allergic reaction. So anything we give patients in the hospital can cause an anaphylactic reaction. It just has to depend on the person, mm -hmm. their immune system, and what their body is sensitive to. So for food examples, there are peanuts, um, most common. There's tree nuts, walnuts, pecans, um, cashews, fish, shellfish, milk, eggs, etc. And then for drugs, penicillin, beta-lactam, antibiotics, cephalosporin, such as um, cephalaxin, cefazolin, muscle relaxants, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, radiographic contrast media, so that IV contrast that they get when they go for um, diagnostics. Insects, it could be bees, it could be a wasp, it could be um, yellow jackets. I don't even know what yellow jackets are, but I guess it's an insect. Hornets, kissing bugs. That sounds cute, but if it causes someone to have um, an anaphylactic reaction, it's probably not cute, but it's a cute name. Mosquitoes, and then of course latex, and then unknown causes. So could be anything. Risk factors, history of allergies or asthma, family history, complications, respiratory obstruction or failure. They cannot get air in, which means they cannot get proper oxygenation, which causes a cascade of other problems in the body. So that's why we always make sure they have an airway. ABC airway. Oh, airway breathing circulation. Wow, my brain really just crapped out there. Maybe it's the wine. Anywho, back to my list of complications. Myocardial ischemia, um, brain injury, systematic vascular collapse, cardiac arrest, or death. Okay, so we've got assessment. So history of exposure within the last 30 minutes, within the last two hours, after a medication shortly, a um, couple hours after, a couple days after, really depends on the person. 
Um, are they complaining of a feeling of impending doom, fright? Um, do they have any restlessness, cyanosis if their airway is compromised, cool, clammy skin if the cardiovascular is compromised, edema, tachypnea, tachycardia, weakness. These are just like symptoms that will start happening to the patient when they're having a reaction. They could have a lump in their throat or difficulty breathing. They could have um, complaints of chest tightness, lightheadedness, or loss of consciousness. They wouldn't complain of that. You would just see them passed out. Um, headache, blurred vision, chest pain, palpitations, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, all of the symptoms that something is going on. Um, diagnostics. They would do an ABG to see how their respiratory is. Is their CO2 going up? How is their oxygen concentration in the blood? This would help us to diagnose hypoxia, hypercarbia, acidosis in the body. Um, also, they could do um, history, signs, and symptoms. And then skin testing may help, like once they're past the acute phase. Treatment. General airway maintenance, possibly including being intubated in the ICU if epinephrine does not reverse the symptoms and does not open their airways. If their airway is closing as part of the anaphylactic reaction, they might also need CPR if they have lost a pulse or gotten to the point where they're unconscious now and you need to resuscitate. So... Also, once they're past this acute phase, trying to identify the allergen and then avoiding it in the future so that they could avoid this occurrence. Um, I think I've had one patient in the ICU that had like an exacerbated anaphylactic reaction that they had to get intubated because epinephrine, like the injections were not working. So they put them on an epinephrine drip. And even that wasn't helping, so she had to get intubated alongside that. So it can get very severe and life-threatening. What else? So medications, as I mentioned, epinephrine, antihistamines, um, IV fluids, helping that vascular cardiac output return, putting more fluids into the system if the tank is running dry or everything has leaked everywhere because everything is permeable due to the reaction. So... They might also be on anti-hypotensive medications. So they, if they're in the ICU at this point, they might be put on vaso. Well, first they would be put on norepi or levo, levofed. So they'd be put on levofed. If they're not responding to levofed, vaso might be added just to help with the, um, strengthen the work of levofed. And then... I don't see dopamine very much um, in the ICU for hypotension. It's usually first choice is levofed. If that doesn't work, we'll do phenylephrine. If that doesn't work, they'll do levofed and vasal. And then fluids. And then hopefully the patient responds. You might do corticosteroids for this patient to help with all that inflammation that's going on in the body. Um... What else? What else? What else? Oxygen therapy, obviously, which would be why they would intubate someone if their ABG is really crappy and 
they're not oxygenating properly and they're going into acidosis. So they would intubate them, provide uh, ventilatory support, which would then be oxygen therapy, just very invasive. So nursing consideration, make sure you maintain that airway. Provide, well, at this point, if they're on a regular floor, provide uh, supplemental oxygen depending on the patient's requirement and what oxygen delivery device they might require. Make sure that you have IV lines in place because we need vascular access so we could treat them promptly. If they're awake and alert, just kind of reassure the patient, kind of calm them down because this is a pretty anxiety-inducing situation. Lots of things are happening on top of their body. having a heightened reaction, they might be super anxious with everything else that follows. So just kind of calming them down and helping with their anxiety could be one um, method of treatment you could add to everything else you're doing. Um, What else? What else? So give them their medications as prescribed, monitor as appropriately, and of course there'll be appropriate orders in the system to treat um, their current condition and to just support them in general. So you're monitoring their vitals, respiratory status, cardiovascular status, kidney function, um, any lingering symptoms or um, any lingering signs and symptoms of their reaction. Um, You're monitoring their neurologic status, response to treatment, appearance of their skin. Is it nice and like perfused or does it look like they're like starting to cyanose peripherally? Um, yeah, just making sure that those limbs are getting enough blood flow, that they're not starting to die off. That's a very severe case, but things to watch out for. Also looking for edema. If any edema is occurring as a side effect. And that is mainly it for um, anaphylactic reaction. The main thing is... Maintaining their airway and treating them with epinephrine appropriately and um, making sure that it is effective. I hope you guys have a good rest of your day and I will see you later. Bye now.